Where's Gustav? I don't know where Gustav is. All right, Nick, you ready Gustav. to lead this one through? Ask okay. your mom. Where's Gustav? Where is the ghost? Where's the goose? Nick, you forgot to put your dildo out in the background like the BBC chick. Uh, the best I can offer you is a switch light that has not been charged in four months. Welcome, everyone, to the new episode of Drunken Jurors. And, uh, we're mad <laughs> and, and uncomfortable. Adam's, and Adam's a 40-year-old woman. <laughs> and Adam is comfy. <laughs> On this wonderful Sunday morning <laughs> at 10.30 a.m. 10.24. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. Sadly. Yeah. You should try I being can, someone else. I can just go back to bed. I'll just do that. <laughs> have we? Have have has anyone else noticed this? I've been thinking about this for a while. That Nick is always the last one to introduce himself because it's easier for us to shit on him immediately after he says <laughs> his name. Yeah, it's perfect. It's called comedic timing. <laughs> like I, Jeff and I always, whoever introduces them, <laughs> themselves first, we always are like and. I'm here, so don't think Nick can say anything. Well, I also have alphabetically last name, or for alphabetically the last... You're the last name regardless. Yeah, last yeah. or first. Yeah, so like that, I'm just used to that. I mean, I didn't go by that because my name's alphabetically first in both, but uh, in all of our promotional stuff, I do Jeff, Adam, and Nick. Hmm. I feel like that sounds better than Adam, Jeff, and Nick. Yeah. Because oh. I think it's the syllables. Yeah. I'm drinking beer. <laughs> I'm drinking frozen <laughs> strawberry daiquiri. And Nick's being a little bitch boy. I, Jeff, we drank an entire bottle and killed the 30 rack last night. Is that our listeners' Hold fault? On. Hold Is on a second. Our... <laughs> yeah, should we really punish them for that? God. That was a good that was a good can. It tastes alright. <laughs> yeah. I, I am drinking. I actually do have some Evan Williams. Are you not going to introduce the special guest? Oh, yeah. My <laughs> dog's on the couch. She's enjoying this. She's she's, she's wondering why dad's home this early and is recording a podcast <laughs> yes. at 1030 in the yeah. morning. What the fuck why does she doing? look grumpy? Because <laughs> she probably is. She's like, I'm usually asleep right now. And for yeah. some reason, <laughs> this dumbass usually doesn't come home until like. Two. Yeah, this dumbass doesn't live here that, two days a week. That and that and I legitimately have come home after two a.m. two nights in a row. And why is that our listeners' fault? I don't know what. Yeah, why? I, why did I blame our listeners? Why are you doing cock and ball torture to them? Like, what <laughs> the fuck? What? <laughs> why are you punishing them? Who? Because you're I'm, stupid. They're here for us. They want us to succeed, and you're over here wishing that we didn't succeed. I don't know what's wrong with this man, but we're talking about fucking Stephen motherfucking Grant today. Have you ever wanted to be mediocre at everything in life? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, because that is something that is extravagant and great, and Stephen Grant is mediocre. And awful at the same time. (laughs) I've been asking Morgan that question a lot, and she doesn't understand where it's from. Oh, would you care to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. From the Batman movie. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about Stephen Grant, or most people know the case about Tara Grant. 
which is his wife, who he, uh, spoiler alert, murdered. Allegedly. Why, why <laughs> would nothing we allegedly talk about, about it? something like this on the True Crime Podcast? Podcast. Maybe it's a Proncast. A Promcast? What are we? What it's are okay. We this might actually. This we're might going actually, to New Orleans and doing a Proncast. It's fine. This might just never actually get released. This might just get re-recorded like a month and a half from now. This is just a test run for when Andy gets here. <laughs> this is just to get us warmed up. Stephen Grant was a father of. They had two kids, right? Only two. Two, yeah. Yeah. And uh, father of two kids in Minnesota. Not Minnesota, <clears throat> fucking Michigan. Same thing almost, if you think about it. They're both cold and awful places. Did you do research on this? Uh, oh, no, <laughs> not really. It's like, they're like three states and a lake away. <laughs> one not looks either. like a hat and one looks like a mitten. Like, they're figure it out. They're literally right above. I know, and they're both garbage. Mi- Minnesota, not Minnesota. Jesus, fuck. We'll get there. Michigan. They're from Michigan. They lived in Michigan. This happened in Michigan, which is literally like 20 minutes above me. God damn it! <laughs> was it Michigan? We are professionals now. The reason Minnesota sucks. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, it's they, Minnesota. They don't know how to drive. They they, the they talk. Limit, it's, it's Minnesota. The limit says seventy five. So they I, go I think twelve. The other day, I had the hot take that uh, Minnesota is not a part of the United States because it's just Canada light. It's Canada adjacent. It's Canada light. Yeah. It's just, it's just Canada. Oh, I thought you said Canada and the light. And no, like, Canada okay. light. <laughs> Weird. What <laughs> the okay. fuck is this recording? <laughs> Professionals, people. <laughs> we'll get there. We're getting there. We'll start getting it right. We'll eventually get on a roll with it, right? That we easy. hope. We yeah. hope. <laughs> Anyone, do any of us have anything on their early lives, like when they met? Uh, so I know they met at Michigan State. University. Yeah, so Tara, uh, she was from UP and so Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I live there. It's awful. Yeah, well, I heard it sucks because like there's no jobs, and like it's one of the. No, few- there's plenty of jobs, but if you're not blue collar, then <laughs> there's no jobs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I I know UP because isn't it closed to like non-locals for like six months out of the year no no oh uh my my job when i lived up there was testing next year's snowblowers didn't you test my snowblower yeah one i have yeah Yeah, i tested it the year before it came out and what you do is they have a big field and you blow the snow on one side of the field and then you blow the snow back onto the other side of the field and you just do that until the snowblowers burn out and die and then they go get fixed and they try and see how many repairs and how often the same thing needs to be repaired that's literally what we were doing just burning out snowblowers adam adam helped me move a a snowblower over winter and uh he's like did he get he like named off the year the price and the model i look at him like what the fuck (laughs) well that's the only snowblower i ever used while i was working there (laughs) i worked there for one winter season so it was the same like three models and we eat there was four of us working there so we each got our own model anyway tara (laughs) uh she was an overachiever uh very much pretty like pretty straightforward good girl like 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 she and it's not like one of the oh she wanted to escape her hometown she so one of 
the one of the reasons this is very upsetting to me. So if you compare this to the fuck, what's his nuts name? Uh, Chris Watts. Yeah. If you compare it to Chris Watts, like obviously horrible. I'm trying to think of a way to word this so that way I'm not immediately come for by a horde of angry people. If it comes on. So, like, Shannon had a lot. Like, she was just a lot as a person. Yeah. Tara was, by almost every account, the perfect mother, daughter, sister, wife. Um, Her one problem was that she worked a fuck ton. And I mean, was she also all of her, yeah, all of her tr- work was travel. Like she yeah. was based out of like, I think it was Puerto Rico or something. Yeah. So every week she would fly to Puerto Rico, work for the five her five days, and then yeah. fly back. For and the weekend. we'll we'll get into it. Stephen is is a narcissist. He he is a narcissist. It was another case of narcissism waiting in the back wings, and then finally it just something snaps and. Well, I mean, we're going to probably Jack get into it comes, here. Yeah. I think we're going to get into it here pretty soon. He, So she was like that, but for him in college, he was very much... He was a party boy. Yeah, yeah. he was a straight partier. Like, yeah. take, he actually never, typical... he never he never graduated because of the yeah. fact that he, like, dropped out because he partied so much. If you picture your stereotypical frat bro, that was Steven. Yeah, he slept with a bunch of women, like, drank mm. all the time. and He had he had the back wall covered in Natty Light cardboards. <laughs> That part we don't actually know, but yeah, we could probably probably assume it. yeah. He had a for the boys flag on his front lawn. But they met at a party. Yeah, and originally they like dated kind of like on and off. And how they actually got together was Tara went home because I think it was her grandma. Yeah, someone grandma, passed away. A grandparent died, and he like went and drove two hours to like just be with her, her while she's shit. dating someone else. He went to like just come that. with. He just showed up without telling her, and then she like not too long after that broke up with her boyfriend. They got together, and that's basically shockingly. Yeah, that's that's basically how they their relationship started. It's wild how this fucking like to me like this guy just showed up. Just I don't know why he's like a party guy he like sleeps with a bunch of women and then all of a sudden where in his head did it click like i'm gonna drive the multiple hours just to go be with her that's that that is oh an out of the way thing. yeah i oh god like i've i've driven that far but it, it's just like it's oh the fact that they barely knew each other i think was the wild part well, Steven end, uh, ends up just working for his, it's his dad's uh, machine company. Yeah, or... like machine shop, basically. And he likes to tell him, like, to tell people it's like this huge company. And it's, and... yeah, like he tells them that they make like very specific parts for like really big name, like companies when in fact they make like ball bearings or something, yeah. I think is what they make. It's, oh, I fucking hate this guy. Um... Yeah, they make ball bearings for like a go-kart or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they obviously... They start dating, then she graduates, they get married, they have a couple kids, and that's where uh that's where the op the au pairs come in. The fucking au pairs and how awful of a human being Stephen Grant is. So I'm still uh, disclaimer, there is some like sexual abuse that we're gonna be talking about in this. So if that's something you're you can't handle very well, uh 
just a little bit of a warning. Like we will be talking about that. So like, Oh, sources. Fuck. We do this every time. Christ. One day we'll actually do it at the beginning. <laughs> Adam, what was your source? Uh, Whatever he's looking at now. No, it was uh, <laughs> True Crime Daily's uh, like 25-minute documentary on YouTube. Same company that I got. Uh, I don't remember the last. Uh, the, I got it, Jeff. The, I got it pulled up. Same company you got some of my Drew Peterson. Uh, Jeff's and I's source was blood in the snow by tom henderson well blood in the snow the true story of a stay-at-home dad his high-powered wife and the jealousy that drove him to murder yeah yeah really Nick, good why don't you say the whole title love an hour book really good um, <laughs> really, yeah, i liked it a lot yeah yeah i like the author i might listen to some more of his stuff. i think this is i i'm pretty sure i use him for something else also I, yeah i like the author and like he lived close to this too yeah so but yes uh the but, also so yeah uh, I still, what the fuck is an au pair? So au pair is basically like a, a nanny. Um, so they would, it was broken down in the book. They would pay a yearly fee and then they would be assigned an au, an au pair, which is like a foreign student basically who would live and work for you at your house, like taking care of your children while they also go to school. Basically. Don't they well, like get a green card with it? Do and- yeah, yeah. Like they get like a work visa or something, and like they get to be in this in the United. They're States. all like Eastern European. Yeah, it's from what all of his Eastern were at European, least. Yeah. So, um, let me yeah, just click on au pair here. Um, so an au pair is a helper from a foreign country working for and living as a part of a host family. Typically, au pairs take on a share of the family's responsi- responsibility for childcare and receive. <laughs> He's got it. I believe it. Yeah. Um, they receive a monetary allowance for personal use. So, like, um, their their arrangements are often subject to government restrict restrictions, which specify an age range, usually from eighteen to twenty six years of age. And apparently, a male au pair is a a, a bro pair. There's no. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. There's Hold no on. way it's bro pair. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is, Adam. Give me the ability. Yeah. <laughs> give me the power. I gotta, I gotta prove Nick wrong. No way, it's bro pair. I don't want to be a bro pair. <laughs> can I go be a bro pair and like? Can you see this? Both male and bro pair. <laughs> what does I want to know what awe then means? It's like, French, what does I the believe. prefix awe mean? I don't know what I don't. I can uh-huh. try and effort that. Or bro pair. If you're a man, I feel like because it is like traditionally woman and like supposed to be woman, and then in America, dudes started doing it. So then they had were like, well, let's call ourselves something cool, bro pair. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty dope. <laughs> I don't know. In in the whatever. So, they continue on with whatever the fuck you were saying. Oh, okay. uh, his pair. <laughs> <laughs> the the his last au pair au pair au pair au pair au pair au pair at least that's how they say it in the book yeah it's still be his, wrong but his last au pair was german i think he had a couple checks i think there was an yeah. austrian in there too i think there might have been one from spain maybe but maybe yeah, the, from, the, yeah the last one when all this goes down was it was german, german. yeah 
Uh, I want to say Bavarian. I wanna. I'm not certain. I believe so. Yeah, I think I was actually just looking at. Give me I one think second. she was Bavarian. Maybe she's from Moravia. What? Yeah, no, it just says That's from Germany. I'm making a funny Nick. Uh, ah! But yeah, I mean, so they would pay this because of Tara working out of like like out of state most of the time but then out i guess we could talk about what tara does so tara <laughs> isn't it a construction company um she worked for washington group international um she climbed pretty fucking quick like really yeah. fast and she was like she was the breadwinner of the family like hardcore like she yeah. made most of their money but she was an executive so like she made yeah. quite a bit yeah um did they like they were driving beamers and fucking very nice Land Rovers? Yeah, I think she um, drove like a Range Rover or something. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, fucking uh, Stephen drove a fucking Jeep. Yeah. Um, but like at her funeral, uh, all like all of the executives went to her funeral. Like they didn't just send someone like or flowers or shit. And yeah, like it's... again, this is a huge company, so. Yeah, they got they now they're owned by someone else. I don't know who it is, but yeah, they basically I think it's like an engineer construction engineering company or something like that. <clears throat> and yeah, she was stationed out of Puerto Rico for some fucking reason. So she would travel there literally every week for work. <clears throat> so they got no pair because Stephen also works. So they got no pair to take care of the kids. Yeah, I mean quote unquote works, but <clears throat> thing is is everyone said that steven was like a really good father which i mean he basically is the stay-at-home dad kind of like when he comes home from yeah when he comes home from work he is dealing with the kids because she's she's not coming home every day after work she only comes home on the weekends yeah and apparently it was becoming a problem i mean yeah uh being as as it probably shouldn't a healthy relationship if you're never home that should become a problem yeah so but it, it if there's one thing, one like bad thing to say about Tara, it'd be like she's a workaholic, or she yeah. was a workaholic. She was so set on climbing the ladder, yeah, and she was good at it. Like yeah, that's she was that's very the good. thing is like she was just genuinely good at it. Yeah, yeah, she was. All right, now, the story sucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, ba- basically this little diatribe that Jeff and I are going on is to express how much. Uh, Tara was a good person, and Stephen Grant's shitty. Yeah. So it got, it got to the point where he's, like, calling her every night, being like, you need to, like, talk to the... I mean, I from what it sounded like there for a while, I mean, she was, like, talking to her kids every day. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kids. They're they're fairly young, too. And so she's... Now? Isn't one of them, like, 18 now? This happened in, like, 07. So, yeah, I think that adds about... Seems about right. All right, I'll let, I'll let you get it. And then at some point, I want to talk about the sheriff. He's, I love this guy. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to go on a wonderfully long rant so, about how amazing yeah, the, the police cops were are great. Like, like we, we get mad at the cops a lot on this podcast because a lot of times I have a whole thing for them. Oh, God. The, the cops it. were great during all of this. So I love the sheriff. Let's I, wish, just, oh. I think that's a pretty good enough background of. Like, I don't know, nothing too exciting happened in their lives. Like, they didn't move around or anything. They just ended up living. They lived just outside of they Detroit. Had, they had good families. Like, both yeah. of them were from good families. They so. they lived right outside of 
Detroit, I believe, and like they nice lived area. in they lived in Macomb County, Michigan. <clears throat> so on the night, so weeks before all this happens, Stephen starts making slight little advances to the au pair. The au pair at the time, her name is Ver- Verena. That sounds right. Uh, Verena. Dirke, Dirk is Dirkins, Dirkins Pickles. I don't know. We'll just call her Verena. So cute, very, very attractive German girl, <clears throat> and she'll work. She'll take care of the kids during the day, and then at night she'll do her homework or she'll go out on the weekends and stuff. Very good girl. Um, Steven starts making some sexual advances and stuff and some not okay jokes towards her that she just kind of she also found funny she in the at the end of this she was also like it was mutual like the feelings between them and they basically kind of fell in love nothing so (laughs) this is the thing they get into in the book quote unquote nothing sexual like no actual sex happens as in the actual sexual intercourse but at one point steven does give her oral on i think a couple different occasions i think everything they went into a lot of detail yeah they did they went into a lot of detail about that for honestly i don't know why that that much it was was yeah it was a little odd it was like reading a fucking fanfic of his, something <laughs> his his text messages were like also a lot so this is something i kind of want to talk about nick um so he texts tara a lot about like almost like wanting attention or to like make sure like hey i'm here type of a thing hey, and he start and he also started doing that to like verena when she would go out with her friends like she he would be texting her like yeah. hey by the way i hope you're having a good night cutie or beautiful or like I can't wait to see you when you get home type of a thing. So call me old fashioned. Uh, that would be fantastic if it was to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like if he was sending that shit to his wife, good for him. Keep it alive. This was a 19 year old German girl who he's paying to take care of his kids. Was she 19 at the time? She was young. She was young. Yeah, she was 19. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he would like she would go to sleep and he would just like kind of stand in her doorway and watch her while she sleeps, or he'd come in like lay in the bed with her and they talk and I don't he he's just he's gross. It's it's so creepy when you think yeah, foreign gr- teenager living in house with American Isn't family. Like she has nowhere else to fucking go. Yeah. Like it's not like she could just get up and leave if she was like she she wasn't, she kind of did. Like it was like I'm saying, like their feelings were mutual. Um, but if she, if they weren't, it's not like she can really just go somewhere. <laughs> this is where she lives in America. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, like she was, uh, she was great with the kids. Kids fucking loved her to death. She was one of the better au pairs they had, from what it sounded like. Like she was very, very good at it. And she she even say like says that like Stephen is very like was a really good father like he was a very caring father, which I mean you got to get back to Chris Watts. I mean Chris Watts was a very caring husband until that one time yeah, <laughs> when he right. wasn't. 
it so uh, yeah like basically for weeks coming up to the whole murder he this whole thing's kind of going on he's uh, cringy like that yeah that's just it like to use a today term he's just cringe i mean well i I guess we can talk about it now um this she's not the first au pair that like i mean this is the first au pair that had like mutual feelings that like things happened with but he was into all of his au pairs because for some reason all the au pairs are very attractive european women yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) this is why i I, when like when they were talking about it when like the we first started listening like when i first started listening to the book it seemed pretty fucking creepy I was like, this seems a lot like some legalized human trafficking. If you're talking, <laughs> so but... like, and and fucking this jackass would take pictures of them and then show them to like other dads at his kids' like soccer sports games, games. Yeah. yeah, or just events and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there was one not too long before who was only there for like three months and she left because of like sexual advances yeah. and like yeah. creepiness of Stephen. Like, imagine just trying to go to sleep, and all of a sudden, this dude's just standing in your doorway, just, like, oh, watching you, God. like, oh, beautiful, I hope you sleep well, see I love the morning. random men stand in my doorway. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're, like, you're wanting that shit, you're all about it. You're all, like, <laughs> like, you see, you see men, <laughs> you see men standing in your doorway, and you open up the covers to invite them in, like. <laughs> I was prepared. <laughs> Fuck me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, is it could have been. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the fun part. So he their bedroom was right next to where the au pairs would sleep, and their walk-in closet shared a wall with them. Steven's stupid fucking creepy ass had taken ter- like Tara's section of the closet she wasn't home often and drilled like a hole or no i don't think he even drilled a hole i think the vent like the air vent went through into the other room and he would like just move stuff out of the way he would go stand on like a little step ladder and just watch them in their room through the fucking like air vent it was in the closet i think yeah that's what i'm saying i said yeah. it was in the walk-in closet he would move Tara's shit and he would go stand like the air up by the air vent and just watch them in their room. So creepy. God. It's oh. and then there's there's the night. <laughs> the night, yes. Verena was, I believe she was out like clubbing with her friends or something. Mm-hmm. And Steven's at home and Tara comes home from work that Friday night at this is in 2007. And she comes home from work and According to Steven, she came home, they got into an argument, and then Tara said, Tara turned away, was talking on the phone, and told someone, yeah, just pick me up, and that was, like, it. Like, she said, pick me up, and then he never saw her again. Like, she said she was going back to work on, like, a Friday night. She was just going to fly in early and just stay the week back down there. And then Steven was like, well, what the fuck? What about our kids and your family? And he said she just walked down the driveway and got into a black vehicle or something, like a black SUV, and left. And that is uh, a lie. So not fucking yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, j- judging now, I I like giving our subjects the benefit of the doubt. 
Um, they found her, her torso in his garage, so there's not a lot of doubt to be benefited here. Way to, way to spoil the ending, Nick. True. We're going to start going through events here. Maybe some of our listeners are hearing about this for the first time, and you just... Uh, they all are, I'm sure. And, uh, <laughs> yes. They probably all are, and they're going to go do research that's better than what we're giving them now, so... Listen to the book. We, we It's free on Audible, I think. Or yes. listen to this podcast twice. Yeah, maybe the second time through we give you better info. Mm-hmm. Probably not, but... Yeah, we'll that's see. a stretch. So, five... It's five days, right, Nick? Five days goes yeah. by? Five days go by. And he decides now's the time to report her missing to the police. And this is where all of the fun begins. Cause yes. no one, the second he walks through that fucking door to that police precinct, no one fucking trusts him. <laughs> no yeah. one believes his ass. And rightfully so. Like he, during the interviews, they they send in one of the officers to like bro up with him like hey bro like, yeah my wife sucks too <laughs> <laughs> fucking that dumb shit uh and then steve and this dumbass police so this is this is why i say he's a narcissist steven always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room he is never the smartest guy in the room not even fucking he close. never breaks top 10 <laughs> it could be him and a dog, and he doesn't break the top ten of smartest yeah. things in that room. Yeah. Steven's an idiot, uh, as we'll learn from his uh, attempt at running away, <laughs> and uh, also attempted suicide. Oh my god! This story, so the thing moron. is, is like we give it's, you it's, this information. Yeah, like, this story gets pretty fucking stupidly wild for yeah, no reason. It really does. <laughs> it's just everything so he does. much. When you look at it, everything he does is just pure fucking stupidity. And oh, makes no sense. So, yeah. so, so he goes into the police, the police station, and they're all like in their break room having like donuts and shit. There's like some big, like not big event, but like they're having. He uh, walked breakfast. in and he goes, "I can't find my wife." Y- yeah, literally, that's what he says. And one of the guys is about to walk in the break room, and he goes, "All right, I guess I'll take this one." He sits down, and the second Stephen starts talking to him, he is questioning everything because Stephen tells him the story that I just told you of Tara came home and then decided, "Hey, I'm just going to leave." And he starts like pro- poking at him about like some of the details. And he's like, "Why would she just leave her kids?" And he's like, "I don't know. I don't." He's like, why would you wait five days? He's like, I don't know. I thought she went back to work, which I get. I guess if you think she goes back to Puerto Rico for work, I guess I understand. Like, you wouldn't really quite report her missing. But apparently he was calling her this and during over the five days. He leaves a lot of voicemails and he does. I wouldn't say a good job, but he tries very hard to make it seem like he know, like make it seem like she's missing, even though he yeah, obviously how, knows she's dead because yeah, he fucking killed her. How dare you? He was doing his absolute best <laughs> to not be the idiot he is. Some, if you can find some of those voicemails, they are yeah, so idiotic. If, if Chris Watts could have put this much effort into right, like Chris sad, Watts put no Chris effort. Watts yeah, have been able to get off clear. Chris Watts put like no effort in, and this, that dude almost got away with that yeah. shit. <laughs> like and and <laughs> like they're they're very comparable cases so like that that's a, that's a really good point because 
like you said, Chris Watts did no effort. He just dumped bodies. He's dead bodies. Uh, And then you have Stephen Grant. Who's like plotting? Who's fucking throwing out red he herrings? Mo- we'll get into it, but he mo- he moves the body a twice. couple times. Yeah, like <laughs> twice. Steve, like Steve Grant did everything right except have the correct personality. Yeah, if he was, if he was, <laughs> pers- much, yeah. if he was personable, he's a, he's he gets if, out. Like, but he was at least trying to have the personality. Chris, if Chris Watts put this much effort in and tried to have a personality, but also let's be cool. in all like Chris Watts also got confessed within like two days after. Yeah, he didn't go to them until five days later, and then as we'll get into, he didn't have time to try to fix anything. They were on his ass the second yeah. he left the like the, when he leaves the like police station. When I'm done talking about this police interview of him reporting her missing he never gets out of the side of the police they immediately stake his house they're like yep, yeah nope go put someone on his street like that guy's not going fucking anywhere this <laughs> dumbass. so he's like telling them and while he's doing the like giving the info to the cop he's like why do you have that giant scratch on your face and on the right side of his nose he has it like a big ass long cut and he says it was something about the machine shop which i guess put that up i mean it's possible he got hit in the face with something but as we'll find like as we know that's not at all what it is that was a defense mark from tara trying to you know survive and like so (laughs) this cop just doesn't believe him and then another cop like comes over and like just stands there and listens while (laughs) steven's giving these details and he's just like what the fuck are you like why did you wait five days like what is going on but apparently he called one of her bosses in Puerto Rico. I think his name was Louis or something. Louis. Or Louis. And wasn't it the guy that he thought like that he thought she was cheating on him with? Yeah, that's a thing that he also brings up in this interview is he's like, I think she might be cheating on she could And be no one on like him. as soon as he said that, everyone's <laughs> like, Yeah, that ain't a cheat. <laughs> well, I did because he kind of hops around trying to give different explanations of why she might be gone. Yeah. Well, also, like in the thing I watched, it, they made it seem like he thought he she was cheating on him before he killed her. Like that was part of yeah. the reason why he killed her was because yeah, he, he thought did, she was I, cheating on him. Yeah, which I mean, I guess if you're gone five days a week, every week for years, I think I would start to maybe question if you had like a, a secret lover Even wherever you go. Even if you were doing that week. for a few months, I would yeah. start to question it. Like th- that's a lot. I'm not saying it's nothing on that other person that's just who i am as a person like i would probably start being like eh, might be a thing yeah. so yeah they're like he's telling them and they so he said that apparently her boss said oh don't call the police yet like don't report her missing yet we're gonna try to figure something like we're gonna let's wait until tomorrow to see if she shows up or not so apparently he kept putting it off because apparently someone from her company said, no, 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 don't report her yet because there's a possibility she shows up, which I think is dumb as shit. Like, Didn't they, like, talk to yeah. the person? And then they're like, we never talked to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, 2007, like, Hold there's on. telephones. But, yeah. And then, so, he files the missing persons report and he leaves. And immediately is followed all the way home by a cop. <laughs> yeah. God, I. <sighs> I think he gets pulled over on his way back home. Yeah, they, they I, pull him yeah. over because of like a suspended license. 
And they search his car. Yeah. And then, uh, and then that's when he, after a couple of days, he gets his lawyer that I respect, but I don't like. And that's yeah, right. his lo- his lawyer. He's very very well known in that. Yeah, area. he's he's good. Like, and he's like, I don't. I try not to judge defense attorneys too much because, like, it's a, someone has to do the job. It's a shitty job. Yeah. And like you have to deal with a lot of scummy people. I feel like this defense attorney is probably the least scummy out of all the ones we've had. Like he's still scummy, but like So that's why I said like I respect him. I respect it. I just don't like it. Cause I like yeah. I said, like defense attorneys always seem kind of like you're defending usually guilty people of some pretty horrible stuff. But I think everything he did is respectable. And I think he did it the right way, like the entire time. So everyone outside of Steven in this entire story, I have mad respect for because everyone I, handled it oh. very well. So Nick, go we, ahead and talk about Can we about talk about the sheriff? Yeah. I love the sheriff. What was his name? Because uh, I want to give a Hackley? shout out to this dude. Is it Hackley? Hackley? Yeah, Hackley. Or no, was that the detective? No, ha- uh, that was Cause or something. Cause, yeah, Cause, Hackley. Hackle. Yeah, Sheriff Hackle. Steve Mark, Mark Hackle. Oh, my God. So this, oh, I love this man. So they like, give some background on yeah, him. They he, give, his, his dad, his dad was the yeah, his dad, No, his dad was the sheriff, but his dad was corrupt as shit. And then he gets elected and he, everyone thinks of him as like, oh, this is Hackle's kid. He's going to be just as bad. And then and he, he revamps the entire sheriff. He completely department. turns it around. He's at every meeting. He's going to school, like PTA meetings. He personally answers the telephone. Like if he's there. Yeah. If if every sheriff in the country was like this guy and every police chief is like this guy, the, the, this, so we've talked about this, like my, our degrees are yeah. in law enforcement. If I ever became These a sheriff, the this is the guy I want to be. Yeah, this, this is, is the guy they, I want. This is what they are teaching you to become. Yeah. And he like, he implements a bunch of new stuff. Like they did community like, policing. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not. It, well, it also is. like just within the station itself he, yeah like, there's always someone by the phone mm-hmm. so you're you will be an- like you're supposed to answer by like the second ring and and if and, no one is by the phone it's hackles voice like he did the voicemail yeah it is it is awesome Th- this this is the guy i want to be <laughs> he's very good um so yeah. i'm actually going to do something that i think i'm going to start doing so some some true crime podcasts have things for like they have their Mount Rushmore of like super cops and stuff. <clears throat> I'm not gonna say he's a super cop, but Hackle and I think his name's Cause. His yeah, name cause. cause it's Cause. Yeah, or they call Cause because yeah, some Polish name. Ca- um, I'll find it. I'm going to give them an award from our show, which is called the "You Love to See It." These are the <laughs> cops that we want. <laughs> <laughs> You love to see them. These are the people you want out in your fucking community running that shit. Because yeah. he, they do this about as flawlessly as you can. Yeah, it like 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 Jeff said, he these are the guys that we were taught to try to be, and it like it out of like in today's day and age, you see so many shitty cops. You see, you hear everything, you see everything. And it's like, wow, that sucks. These guys should give you hope. These are the guys that most people try to be. Most of them are like these guys. Yeah. But yeah, so they start staking out his house and 
I mean, nothing like he doesn't really do anything too questionable, I guess. They start to find out about the voicemails that he leaves her. And these are wild. He's like calling her, being like, Tara, you need your yeah, kids. Yeah, it's like your kids. Like, you need to come home. Like, I don't care. You can hate me. You don't need to talk to me. Whatever. We can the kids. deal with that later. You got to come talk to your kids. They're wondering where you're at. And the, the amount of being a narcissist you have to be to be able to leave those types of voicemails talking about, oh, your kids, when you are the one that killed her, being like, you need to, your kids are worried about you. And you're every day, every day you are dealing with your kids and you know that you're the one that took her fucking life. How? <laughs> How? <clears throat> I just, I can't, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't get it. It's, I just, with our degrees and stuff, like trying to understand these people is kind of what our whole thing is. But God, fuck, they just piss me off. Like, I don't get it. <clears throat> uh, during this time, Verena goes back to Germany. She's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Flies back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to be a part of this. Because what Stephen told her was <clears throat> she... Tara came, like the same thing. Tara came home. They got into a big fight, and she just stormed out and left. And that's Verena. Verena believed it, but as we'll find out about the timeline, Verena thought um, what Stephen told her was Verena was home like fifteen to thirty minutes before Verena came back. Whereas the actual timeline, he had like an hour and a half to dispose of body. Wasn't he also naked in her bed? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. He was naked this whole time. (laughs) <laughs> honestly walking to the police station he was naked uh, this he, entire time he, he killed never her goes... naked they fought yeah. naked he told her karina naked like he was naked 80 percent of this entire case i mean honestly if you think about it he was probably never less than half chub this entire time same yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i'm always almost full torch let's go <laughs> so <Just> rip it <laughs> So later that day, Cause and I can't remember her name, but his basically his like, because he was a sergeant detective, right? Yeah, he was a sergeant. So he was like a sergeant detective, and then his boss went with him, and they went to go talk to Grant, and they show up, and immediately Cause is like, yeah, no, he has something to do with this. Like, I don't, he's like, she's missing. Like, they don't know she's dead. And they don't want to think that, but they're immediately like, oh, she's not like just left missing. They're like, he has something to do with why she's missing. So get again, they stake him out. Like they just always have cops. They have people at the end of the street and he knows they're there. Like they're not in. Un- the thing is, is like half the time they're not. The only thing I have that's odd to me is the fact that they weren't like in unmarked cars. <laughs> they're like staking out his house in marked police cars. And I'm just, it's, it's like, yeah, we probably could have done better than that. But apparently was, they did it be, to like instill fear in him to like make him slip up. It's like, yeah. Hey, by the way, like we are here. Like we, we are watching you. That That's, that's always fun. Hey, Gaddy, why are there three squad cars and a SWAT vehicle outside? Reasons for reasons. But yeah, when cause goes to talk to him, he immediately lawyers up and that's when Grim comes into this. And Grimm comes at the sheriff's department like a fucking bat out of hell. He's like, you cannot fucking talk to him. These stakeouts are, like, unconstitutional. You can't just 
like stake him out like we don't even know what happened to her she might not even like be missing really and it's like all right i get where you're yet again like you're a defense attorney i don't like you because of that but all right you you're you're not wrong so some time goes by and then finally they start doing they're doing like grid searches and they go out because he lives right across the like road from to the state park, Nick. The might not be a state, but it's it was, like a large. It was like, yeah, it's it like was, a large park. It, it was a huge sort. park. Yeah, yeah. So it they, was a couple. It was like fifty square miles or something. It was it was big. So they start searching it. They get a bunch of volunteers and stuff. Um, they are specifically looking for body parts, and they're searching and they don't find anything through the first couple of searches. Well. All the, this whole time, Hackle had set it up to where this case is constantly on the radio, or and like they're just telling people like, "Hey, be on the lookout if you're like in a park or whatever. Like, be on the lookout for bags of weird. Like, if you see bags of anything or articles of clothing, like immediately call the police." And there's this lady that lived down the road from Stephen who walked out and she found a bag. She grabbed the bag and picked it up, and it was she like opened it up and reached her hand in for some stupid yet again. So, a little bit of a uh, little bit of info uh, from from Nick and I here to maybe save you down the line at some point. If you ever come across something that is just odd, don't ever fucking touch it. Like if you just get a weird vibe from it, there is there is nothing in this world that cops will do to you if you call just because like you think something might have something to do with a crime they they can't they can't arrest you for it i feel especially like in this situation like where you know that like well well, like the cops are aware that they are like there's weird shit happening they would much rather you just call them and have it be something fucking stupid Mm -hmm. than it you not call them maybe it's like maybe it's like a weird leaf pile like you're just like oh that's a weird leaf pile Worst case scenario, if you walk up to it, is there's a body under that leaf pile. There, best case, like another worst case. I mean, worst case, if you call the cops, is you don't, you didn't go up to it. You call the cops, they show up and they kick it over, and it's just a bunch of leaves. Like they're like, okay, no, and they'll just leave. It's like they, there's nothing else they can do. They're not going to rescue for giving doing it though, because yeah. then you are breaking the law. <laughs> and and like if I remember correctly, there was a deputy like nearby. They had someone there. In, like, oh, that guy minutes. got there. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Well, I think he was just down the road from Stephen. Yeah, because I think that what prompts Stephen to start going back and looking for body parts, which we'll get to here in a second, is because she lived like down the road from Stephen. She called the police, and the fucking Mark Car at the end of the street watching his house just went down the street, and she yeah. brought. But basically, what was in it was a bunch of it was just like bloody. Uh, there's like metal rags. shavings. Yeah, yeah it was shavings. bloody rags and a bunch of metal shavings. Dude, the metal and the metal shavings, shavings are wild. Is, like the that metal shavings thing is what is basically what Hackle and Cause immediately linked back to Stephen because Stephen worked in a metal shop, and they were like, "Oh, the the wait a minute, the, the fact that <laughs> that metal shavings played such a huge part in this case is wild." <laughs> because but long like, story <laughs> short, don't don't go up touching things that could possibly be evidence because now your DNA is on it, your fingerprints, your DNA. Um, best you case are going to touch it to the outside of the bag. <laughs> like, if you poke it with like, a stick. Make sure there's not something alive in there. Uh, don't don't even do that because that's actually what fucked up. Um, that's kind of one of the reasons Casey Anthony's out. Like, really? didn't get. So the guy who found 
was it Kaylee? That was her child's name. The person who found Kaylee, they found they saw a skull, like a very small skull, and they thought it was like a Halloween decoration. They went up and they picked it up with a stick. And then they're like, oh, son of a bitch, this is a child's skull. And then called the police. And then the defense was kind of like, well, I mean, he kind of tampered evidence, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do we know this and this about it? Because he touched it. And it's like, don't don't go touching shit. If if it's odd and seems out of place, call the police. They're the ones trained to handle it anyways. They're going to be the ones that handle it anyways. So let them deal with it. Yep. So at this point, Stephen notices that they found something. And I believe this is at the point where, and he knows they're doing searches in the, in the night he goes and moves the body that he had already, he butchered Tara. Tara was cut into a bunch of pieces. I think it was 12 pieces, something like that. So it was like each section, it was forearms and then upper arm, the torso was all together. Yeah. Her hands, her hands, her forearms, her upper arms, her torso, her head. And then, and then I think it was thighs, feet, shins, feet, and thighs. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess 13, because if you count the head specifically. Yeah. But, so yeah, he goes and moves her. <laughs> because he's like, oh, <laughs> fuck, they searched. Oh, my God, they're looking. So he moves her, her body. And he brings the fucking torso back. The largest part, for some reason. And puts her in, I think it's four garbage bags? And a plastic tote. In a plastic tote in his fucking garage. Next and, to his children's wagon, I think it, yeah. they said. So they, the police are like, oh shit, they got this bag of metal shavings and bloody rags. And they're like, fuck, we can get a fucking search warrant for this fucker now. It's, clo- it's down the road from his house. It has metal shavings that we can tie to him. Um, we just let's fucking send this shit to a judge. So they do that, and this is where his defense attorney comes in. Also, like, you have no right to fucking search his house, but that's because the police never give him that they have evidence for the search warrant. Because this entire time, his defense attorney is like, "This is an unconstitutional search. They have no right to do it because they have no evidence." They just never told him that they do. And later in this story, when he finds out that they this wasn't an unconstitutional search because they had evidence for the search warrant. He drops the case. He st- he's like, I'm not going to be his lawyer now. He like he he cut his losses. He's like, oh no, I can't fucking save this dude from anything. Because again, <laughs> Steven's a fucking idiot. So basically, what he t- took her, he killed her, took her dead body to his dad's metal shop, chopped her so. up into a bunch of pieces, and then put her in containers and held her. Didn't he hold her in their office building? Like just in like their offices for a while, and I then that. I don't think the book went into that. I don't think. Oh, uh, so they t- on mine. They talk like they it went in depth of like him cutting her up and like what he said about how he cut her up and like how easy or difficult it was and things like that. And that. Well, when uh, they find the body parts, they are very very clean cuts. So I would assume he used like a bandsaw or some shit. Yeah, and, like and, just and then I think. Uh, I think he did it, kept it in the office because it wasn't being used for a while because they were on holiday break, and then moved them, and then, like, he went to to bury them, and at one point, like, saw something, like, he, like, when everything was being serious, he pulled all of the body parts and put them back in the office, and then when they were starting to smell, he was like, oh, I need to do something else with them, 
and the torso was the only thing he hadn't gotten rid of yet. And but because they were starting to stink up the office, he was like, "Well, I'll put it to my garage." In a tote in multiple bags. So when they go to execute the search warrant, they have cops at the end of Stephen Street. Another reason why Hackle is amazing is that he made sure this warrant and everything, this was to the letter. Like, he made sure no one touched shit, no one made it move, no one did anything until the warrant was at this guy's house. Yeah, so they specifically waited for Stephen to come home to execute the search warrant. And Stephen comes down the street, one of the cops pulls him over, and they tell him hey we have a search warrant we're going to be searching your house so steven lets him in he's like okay whatever like it's it's a search warrant i mean i'm going to cooperate here probably the only like smart thing he did this entire time so he lets him in and they're searching through the house they're searching ceiling tiles he asked at one point he's like are you gonna put the like the ceiling tiles back and they're like we'll talk about it (laughs) like maybe i don't know we'll get to that when we get to that i guess so they have a bunch of crime scene texts and shit. They're all searching the house. No one sees anything. Cause is there. He's executing the warrant. He's actually the one that, as of now, he go, he's the one that goes in the garage and he sees the tote. At one po- at first, he almost just walks away from it. He almost doesn't even search the tote. I Like in the book, if I'm correct, Nick, in the book, he they talk about how he walked up and he's like, eh, and he turned around and he started to walk away. And then he's like, okay, maybe I should. I have a weird feeling about that tote. Like, and I don't know why, because I mean, like, you put yeah. totes in your garage so he opens up the tote and there's the garbage bag he's like okay and he grabs his knife and he cuts open the bag and pulls it apart okay there's another garbage bag he's like well that's weird cuts it open another fucking garbage bag cuts that one open opens it another fucking garbage bag he cuts that open and he can't, obviously he can't see in there it's the garage is kind of dark and he's looking into four fucking garbage bags he's like okay so he reaches his gloved hand in and he touches something wet and he's like what the fuck and he pulls out it's blood in his head he immediately goes okay he doesn't think the worst he's like okay we're in we're in michigan this is a place people hunt a lot like a lot of people he's like i have put a field dressed deer in my garage like in a garbage mm-hmm. bag like this is he's like hoping for the best so he calls a crime scene tech in who at first like doesn't believe him or whatever doesn't or no he calls in his partner she shows up and she like she sees the blood and she's like oh shit they get a crime scene tech this entire time there are a shit ton of reporters outside well they're filming do we everything talk about how he's they're... not even there they let him leave yeah he left he's literally a flight risk what... and they just fucking yeah. let him walk out <laughs> well what what did they what did what was his excuse no he didn't he didn't walk out he uh he asked to he, leave. he asked uh, no he asked to i think make a phone call and then yeah. he called his friend who picked him up like down the street at an intersection like he was just walking like on his phone he got into the car of his friend and they started to drive and he noticed because they brought he brought like one of the kids with i believe well he and they brought were driving. A gun. he was gonna commit suicide yeah. yeah he brought a gun but so they're driving and his friend is very loyal to him and this entire time no one believes that steven could have done this everyone's like no that's not steven like he's a, a great guy steven's a great father everything the, like there are a lot of people who are just like no like everyone's blowing this out of proportion there's no way he could have done anything and at this point his friend's like wait a minute he might have fucking done something because he sees the gun and steven's profusely sweating and shaking so he drives him and drops him off at like a buffalo wild wings because that's steven's go-to bar he goes to all the time is a buffalo wild wings for some reason i mean if that's what you got that's what you got i guess yeah so he then goes from there he leaves there and i he's 
he st- steals a yellow Dodge Dakota, right, Nick? I know yeah, he's in a like he's in a yellow. I know he's in a yellow. He's in a yellow Dodge Dakota, and I know that, but I can't remember if he steals it at this point or not. That's on me. I'm sorry. I don't know why I can't remember that for the life of me right now. Is Dodge Dakota a car? Now I need to know what the fuck a Dodge Dakota looks like. It's uh it's this like you know what a Ford Ranger is? It's yeah. Dodge's version of like that yeah, of that my, size of a truck. My dad used to own a Dodge Dakota, so it looks kind of oh, like what my okay. dad already has. I think it's my like, dad has like, a like Dodge a, Dakota. It's like a Chevy your, Colorado. Your dad, All right. Yeah. It's, it's like the Colorado. Your, your dad All has right. a Chevy fifteen hundred, but oh. All right. So it's it's the baby bitch version yeah. of every truck. At one point yeah. he had a Dakota. Um so <clears throat> That's how Steven leaves <laughs> during this. So th- during this time, while they're in the garage, reporters and news anchor, like news cameramen and stuff are peering into the garage through the window. So they take plywood and hang it before they do anything with this garbage bag. I don't know why they just didn't get them off the property. Like, that's, yeah, it's like that's very illegal anyway. For it's them private to property. Into the so like, stuff. I think yeah. there's just so many of them that they just couldn't get them all out. So, and also they had just found the body. I don't think they wanted to like walk away and send any. So they just hung up plywood so no one could look in, whatever. So crime scene tech comes in and they open the garbage bag and they pull out a human torso with a, I believe it was a black bra on and some like, I think some like black underwear or something, I believe. And they're like, oh, fuck. This is, is a this body. Guy? Where is he? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, all right, go get him. And they're like, God, that dude ain't here. We let him walk. I'm I'm gonna be a realty bus. I think I fucked up. <laughs> I I've I, are are you telling me we weren't supposed to let the murder suspects leave? <laughs> and there was like no identifying marks so they could tell it was Tara. They just assumed like they were immediately like I I because not if you, if you put, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 we have we have a yeah. whole nother issue now yeah. if this isn't Tara. <laughs> I feel like I feel like in that exact moment determining whether or not the human torso in his garage is Tara might be taking a back seat to the hey where the fuck is Stephen Grant <laughs> question. Like like is this is this Tara? important question a lot of people would like to know i feel like mo- most people were more along the lines of where's steven <laughs> where'd he go so yeah um they were also really smart about it because they didn't want any breaks in the case for reporters and stuff they put the they put it all back in the tote and just carried a tote out because if reporters just see a body police, bag well no if they just see someone carrying a tote out of the garage they're just going to assume okay they're taking more That's evidence, evidence. Yeah. So, like, see a, if people see a body bag that is less than half full <laughs> it's just flung over the shoulder like a fucking yeah. garment bag. It looks like Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> do do do. They're just leaving. And welcome to the part of the podcast where we get canceled. <laughs> we do not condone chopping your Sw- wife into bits and pieces. Goes over your shoulder like a Santa's sack of goodness. Not even. <laughs> Naughty children get the torsos in the yes. stockings. We're out cold this year. Looks like we gotta start giving them their parents. Well, hey man, hey man, <laughs> fucking global warming's hitting like a bitch. <laughs> we gotta figure something else out. <laughs> we gotta stop using all of these fossil fuels. <laughs> um God, these jokes are real. We went from zero to a hundred <laughs> real quick. So at this point, as they're carrying it out, Steven's 
fucking gone. <laughs> He's oh. in a yellow Dodge. So the, one of my favorite things about this case is they're like, they found out later that he was in a yellow Dodge Dakota and hackle and cause literally at one point go, why the fuck are there so many yellow trucks in this state? <laughs> like literally one of them is like, I didn't realize how not rare that vehicle is going to be. <laughs> why? It's just, why? And why are there so part, many? There's a part in the book where they, because I think Steven talks about it later too when like someone ends up talking to him. He also thought that while he was driving and down. Why the road. Are there so he many? Like, he's like, there's a lot of yellow trucks out here. I think I might be okay. <laughs> well, it's not like he was trying to get away. He was just trying to get far enough away to kill himself. Yeah, he. So his you plan could, was his plan was to go to in your driveway. His honestly. fucking suicide plan was so stupid. Oh my god! So why are while you he's, running away to kill yourself? Just while he's driving, he takes he oh, stops at a party store. Sucks. He stops at a party store, buys like a fifth of Jack, and he ends up getting Valium. I think at some point from somewhere. I don't somewhere. even know how he got or Valium. Vicodin. He got Vicodin from someone somehow. I thought his and friends he that he called to pick him up. I, that, yeah, that was a drug his, dealer. <laughs> So he gets a bunch of Vicodin. He takes a shit ton of Vicodin and starts chugging the bottle as he's driving and somehow drives like another 20 very, miles. Yeah, yeah, very far while like he talks about it. He's like, I thought I was going to crash and die because I was high as fuck. <laughs> and so he drives, he's driving, he's trying to get to a cabin that him and Tara go to, I think on like a yearly basis or something. So he's trying to get there because he, he wants to kill himself. That's that's his end goal. He's like, I'm just going to kill myself. If these pills and the alcohol doesn't do it, my gun will. And there is a heavy, strong fucking blizzard going on this entire time. They're all like, hey, why is it snowing sideways? Like in the in the book, they talk about it. They're like, hey, it was so bad. We couldn't like we had to drive it like 10 miles an hour to fucking try to even follow him which like they don't know where he goes, but they're just like driving around. They're like, we couldn't go over like 10 miles an hour. Cause it's literally snowing sideways right now. Hey, I is, is that a Dodge? Is that a Dodge? They yell at Dodge Dakota. I don't uh, know. All I see is a blanket of white. Come on, please. No, it's a school bus. So they're driving. They're looking for him. He ends up calling Verena when he gets to, he ends up parking. Well, one, the route he took is wild. He ends up going the wrong way at one point. He's going, I think, east instead of west or the opposite way around. He's trying to go one direction. He's going the opposite. He ends up on a fucking oil field. And then he ends up on, like, military property. And he's like, oh, wait, hold on. I yeah, I don't know around. how that happens. He's like, got to turn around. He goes back. And by the time he's going through the oil field, people have shown up for work. I don't know what the fuck they're doing drilling oil in Michigan in the middle of a blizzard. But congrats to those guys on working through that shit. So he asked them. I didn't for, even like, know there directions. were oil fields in Michigan. I mean, I didn't either, but <laughs> so he asked them for directions. Like, oh yeah, go like go down here, take a left and then a right, and you'll just be going. And so he goes and he gets to a point where he's like, I'll just walk there. And it's like a couple miles through the woods to get to the cabin, and he still doesn't even know where he's going. He's still high as shit. He just got more alcohol. He tries to type out a message to his kids and says, ah, fuck it, because he's too high and drunk to be able to understand what he's typing. So he's, he's like, fuck that. He calls Raina and he's like, he's basically saying, oh, hey, I love you. Goodbye. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 that type of shit. And 
that's it. So it's also like 3 a.m. in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Verena ends up talking to Hackle at this point. Right. And Hackle's just about to leave because they find out the general area or like, yeah, the general area of where Grant is or Steven is because it's, uh, another deputy spotted the Dodge Dakota <clears throat> from a different county. So he's going, he's about to leave and he ends up getting a call from Verena and they talk. And he basically just keeps questioning her. He's like, hey, I need you to tell me, were you guys intimate? Like, were you sexual, whatever? And she just kept denying it. And then finally, he, he just kept peppering her with, like, the same question over and over. And I, I give him great credit. He was very good at how he worded the questions and how he made her feel. Because she eventually starts telling him stuff. And then near the end, she tells him, he told me it was an accident. And he goes what was an accident she's like he said that they were arguing and tara started to walk away and she tripped and fell and he was like so tara fell and like hit her head and she's like that's all he told me was it was an accident he's like where in the house was this accident because they're like if it's quote-unquote an accident we have a general area of where she died we can look for blood and she ends up he's like is it in the kitchen she's like i believe so so he calls crime scene techs and they go to check for that. And this is where the dumbest fucking police chase in all of fucking history happens. Steven starts walking without this, shoes. This, all, this includes OJ, by the way. Like, OJ's in this listing as well. Um, yeah, I think Andy's ready. Um, so, yeah. So we, he goes walking through the woods to find this cabin, and it is miles away from where he's at with, in the middle of a blizzard in Michigan without shoes, and I don't think he has a coat, if I am correct. And he's just walking through high as... I can't stress... He had how, a gun on him this entire time. Yeah, and he's contemplating killing himself the entire time for some reason but won't kill himself there. He, he needs, he has to be at the cabin. So fucking And he's, I cannot stress how fucking high this dude was. He took one Vicodin is enough to get you pretty fucking loopy. This dude took a fuck ton of Vicodin with a fifth. I, I think it was a fifth. It might've been like a flash size, but, but with alcohol, which automatically makes it even fucking worse. So this dude's just walking through a blizzard in the middle of the fucking woods no shoes nothing he's he's like i gotta find a cabin with his loaded gun and he ends up he he ends up passing out well the cops they end up getting they have to now search the woods because they're like oh fuck they find out he's going to a cabin they have deputies of that county or and the park service go through the cabins and warn everyone to look for this guy and check to see if he's in any of them he hasn't made it there yet no one's seen him and then finally someone says, yeah, I think I saw someone that matches that description, but it was a while ago. And they get the fucking Coast Guard. So the Coast Guard brings in a fucking helicopter. Or, yeah, so the Coast Guard's there. They have a helicopter. And then the police department has a helicopter. I think they got the FBI to bring in a helicopter or something. And they're searching through the woods. But it's so heavily like the blizzard is so bad that they would have to fly for i they described it it was like they would fly for 10 seconds and drive off for 30 and come back and they would have to keep doing that because that was the only way they could get visibility 
and like clear it in sections. And finally, one of them notices something on the ground. They thought it was just like a rock or something, but they end up hovering over it for a second. They're like, oh shit, this is, this is the guy. So deputies come in and grab him and put, hook him up to the back of like onto a stretcher and they start pulling him. And they end up getting him to the beach that they have the Coast Guard at. The Coast Guard hooks him up and they take him to a hospital because this dude has severe fucking hypothermia. Like, this dude is on death's core right now. And he gets the best doctors possible, which I'm mad about because fuck this guy. (laughs) Like, the the fucking cast on his feet looks so stupid. He thought, like, he, he was, like, in and out of it. He said when he got there, he was, like, they were, like, doing stuff to his feet. And he's, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose my feet. And he knocked out and he came, he woke back up and he still had his feet. And they're, like, we saved literally every part of your body. Like, you'll be fine. And then they're, like, you'll be fine. And he's, like, oh, thank God. And then here comes the deputy. He's, like, physically, you're going to be fine. You are never going to see the light of day again. <laughs> imagine if, imagine if this was a, a state that the death penalty was in. Where they're, like, we're going to save your life. And then kill you. <laughs> yeah. So during this time that they send people to go find him and they find him and because cause and his partner have to go question him during the time that he's on the run, they're searching the park again while they're searching the park. They end up like they bring out dogs and stuff and the police are going and they let the dogs out and the dog alerts at like a stump and they go over and they find a hand and then they search the next they throw the hand in a bag and i feel bad for this dude because there's a dude who literally walked around the forest with basically like a garbage bag almost that they were just throwing body parts in and this the second bo- the- truly santa carrying santa's sack of goodness <laughs> so the second body part they find is tara's head and he every he, ta- he talked about how awful it was because every time he opened it up to put the next body part in, Tara's head was there like looking at him, and he I was like, "That t- scarred the fuck out of me." I would have turned it around, like try turning it, like just all right. It's like a but bad fucking movie. They, I mean, if I am <laughs> well, correct, yeah, like I don't want staring at me every time I open it up. So just you know, if I around. am correct, they found all the body parts. They ended up finding all of her body I mean, parts. I think and it was like, big in, they were big enough pieces. Yeah. Still. And, well, there were some that were, like, they found, like, an arm bone, but they didn't find the whole, because, like, coyotes and stuff did end up mm-hmm. getting to her in certain yeah. times. So some of them were, like, gnawed on stuff. But uh, good, good on those police dogs, though, because they talked about how hard it was for them because of the fact that it's, you know, freezing outside. So they have to, like, take the dogs and, like, make sure their paws don't freeze and shit. I like to picture them wearing those little doggy booties. Yeah. The, little, little that's, booties. That's probably what they were wearing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and they, they have like a little sweater badge. They, yeah. they, have like, they have like a badge on their collar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they're and they're also wearing, yeah, they're, they're wearing a cardigan like Adam. <laughs> yeah. And, but like, they're also dogs, so they don't like the booties. So they're prancing around. Yeah. Doing <laughs> the first five minutes of the search is the dogs it's, getting used to the fucking yeah. boots. And they're yeah. like, ah, ah, <laughs> yeah. how do I do this? <laughs> I should, but so yeah, they end up finding. You should body. put those on Aries. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go well. That yeah. would be hilarious. That would. I feel like violence would ensue very quickly. Yeah, so, I know what you're getting for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so they find her body. Well, the, they find her body parts and they get it all put together. And then of, they go and they talk to Stephen in the hospital. And Nick, I'm going to let you take over because this is the part of the book that uh, I didn't finish. <laughs> 
<laughs> the trial? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't even think it was an exciting trial. Was it, it wasn't. It was yeah. no. It, the trial was boring as fuck. It's but the recording. <laughs> but the recordings of Stephen talking to his sister. Oh, this it, is also the point. Once he's in the uh, hospital, this is the point when Grim drops him. Like as a client, yeah. he's like, "I'm not." He's Grim's him. like, "This guy's fucking stupid." <laughs> like he, he gets coming word, back he, from he, this. Yeah, yeah, he gets word that Stephen's alive. He ran. He fled from the scene of the crime. He evaded police, and they found Tara's body. And he was like, "Good enough for me not to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm done. <laughs> this, this is this guy's an idiot." Um. So. Yeah, we should try to get hackle on. I would love. I'd love to talk to that dude. God, I I bet you working on this department's amazing. I bet I bet you he's also a great boss. I would assume so. Oh my god. Uh. So this degeneracy runs in the family with these people because his so this the after Stephen Fleds and gets arrested fleds flees and gets arrested um his sister gets custody of the kids and like there's a pissing match between steven's sister and tara's sister because like steven's sister is also a cunt (laughs) and tara's like the kids had interactions with them equally they both loved them they were both aunts and uncles and everything but like and because steven steven's sister had like i don't know what a a better interaction or something um it basically the judge was gonna let steven's sister keep the kids until recordings from the prison came out where Steven and his sister are laughing and talking, making jokes about Tara and like, Oh, do you think it's an open casket funeral? Like, do you think they reattached to the head? How did like, and they're like making jokes about it all. And it's like, wh- and then the judge is like, all right. So you get, visitation? I, I don't, I'm not defending her by any means, but everyone deals with really dark shit differently. Like really fucked up shit. Like everyone deals with differently but I don't think this is okay either. (laughs) Well, this is also, there are signs. Yeah. That say it's your court. You're in jail. (laughs) What you're, when you step foot, like there are signs outside of the jail before you walk through the gates that say you are on recorded premises. Like, and if you are going to a prison and you think you're not going to be recorded, you're an idiot. You are. You probably should be in the jail for just complete dumbassery. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's. Oh. So yeah, Stevens. Steven's sister is an idiot, and oh god. So, uh, but the the kids are now living with Tara's sister. And here, I don't, I don't know if you got to this part, Jeff. Um, it came out. A couple weeks before the trial, I can't remember her name, but Stevens or their 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 daughter's their daughter who is the oldest. I think she was four. I think. I think they were like very similar to Chris Watts, where they were like four and three or something yeah. like that. 
I'll see um, if I can figure it out. But uh, it turned out she saw the murder. Uh, she she woke up to the fight. She got up to go check and see what was happening, and she watched her. Fu- and also, so be, we Stephen didn't do. There's he choked her out. He choked out Tara or strangled. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a blood choke. He did an air choke. Air chokes take about 10 minutes to kill someone. Uh, yeah. It takes and about... And he was naked. So yeah. for people who don't know how suffocating someone works is when <clears throat> you see it in movies when people just immediately... Like someone puts someone in a fucking chokehold and they just kind of like That's a blood out. choke. Like when they... When you do that to someone they don't die from that when like when they close their eyes and they go limp that's not them dying that's them lacking oxygen and blood flow to their brain so they pass out at a that blood point choke, to a actually blood choke. kill someone takes much longer because you're gonna have to hold it for much longer well for them to actually so die. so if you put pressure on the carotid and the, the jugular jugular you're cutting off uh blood flow to the brain and then you pass out and that takes about like 15 seconds it's actually really quick Air chokes is where you're just basically crushing the uh, trachea, right? Trachea? Yeah. Trachea. Um, the esophagus, and, yeah. Yeah, and that takes 10, 5, 10 minutes to kill someone. And because, that's because the blood's still flowing to the brain, yeah. bringing the old oxygen that's still in their body up to their brain. So they are still yeah. capable of technically being awake and, or, like, alive during it for a while. The reason that they know this is because Tara's hyoid bone, that's the bone that it's, it's in the neck. It's like, the, it's, like, right behind the Adam's apple. It's the only bone that's, like, not, it's not actually It's not connected to anything. anything. And its yeah. only purpose is to protect the trachea. Um, that was cracked and bruised. Mm-hmm. Which means that Stephen was suffocating. Yeah, it was yeah. suffocating her, not choking her. Um, their daughter watched that for five minutes before running before running away. So, all right, that's well, going to be fun trauma. He's he's a piece of shit. Let's basically wrap this up with his verdict, and we can get moving on because I fuck this guy's stupid as shit. He, he's just an idiot. Like again, he, he's. He always thought he was the smartest guy in the room. He never was. So on Friday, the 21st of December in 2007, Stephen Grant was found guilty on the charge of murder in the second degree. Then in February 2008, he was sentenced to a minimum of 50 years in prison. And then he tried to appeal it. And that shit did not fly. No one accepted that shit. Uh, so he still has the original sentence of 50 to 80 years in prison. And he tried doing like habeas corpus because he said the confession he gave in the hospital, he wasn't right in the head, blah, blah, blah. But they, that didn't stand up either. They made sure his rights were read to him and stuff. Like, yeah. they like I said, everything. like the, the police did pretty much everything correct here, yeah. except for allowing him to fucking walk well, away. And even <laughs> probably even without that if that confession was thrown out there was enough evidence against him to i mean yeah for but, not to matter anyway so yeah but they would have had to retry him which they technically wouldn't have been able to do because that's double jeopardy at that point but he didn't get it he's in fucking prison where he deserves to be 
And yeah, that is the case of Tara Grant and her horrible fucking husband, Stephen Grant. And it was a wild ride. You guys got anything you want to mention? You You summed it up beautifully. It's... I think we did a good job. Without an actual set of notes, I think we did a good fucking job. Yeet. Yeah, it's I this guy is just he goes on the list of everyone else we covered. He's just a piece of shit. No. I I don't know how to say this without like cuz I don't want to like rank them or say someone's like everything that everyone we've covered has done is they're pieces of shit. But this to me is worse than Chris Watts. And I don't know why cuz Chris Watts killed his kids also. But just, it's worse to me from how stupid Steven was about the whole thing. I, well, and I, the murder was more gruesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. like at least, like, with Chris Watts, it was very Yeah, but the disposing like, of the bodies for Chris Watts for the, the, his daughters is pretty gruesome and horrifying, if you really think about it. He fit them in a small hole. Yeah, but he didn't chop them up into 14 yeah. pieces. At least we didn't have to go through autopsies this time. That shit was gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> she in <she> pieces. <laughs> oh my god. Right. So yeah, um can, uh, big big shout out to the sheriff's department and hackle and cause and stuff. Like they did wonderful. Like I everyone they, be more like them. Yeah. Um so yeah. If you guys would like to follow us on social media or anything, you can find all of our links down in the description at our link tree and i mean that's basically it's basically the end of that because everything's in there so i have nothing else to fucking tell you isn't it real nice not to yeah go on for like <laughs> i was like minutes. i was like what do i say next and i was like no because everything i would say is in the link tree and i just said go click on the link tree so i don't have to fucking say shit now tell them to become a patron oh yeah you, uh, the first link in the link tree is uh, to our pod bean where you can up in the upper right hand corner of that page click on become a patron and you do that, you can select a tier of one dollar, three dollar, five, all the way up to—is it fifteen or ten? I think it's—I no, think it's all the way up to twenty-five. Well, you can select a tier of a different amount of money. At the three-dollar tier, you get unedited videos of the podcast recording. So with the shit we don't cut out, you can listen to because these are always longer than the actual shit that you get on <laughs> the actual one that we put out to everyone. And then at the $1 tier, you get the Taskmaster special, which is wild. Of three hours of straight wild live stream we did at the beginning of this year. And yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff in there, but you can, you can kind of look at that yourself when you get there. But those are some examples. Nick, tell them the stuff. Do the thing. We are not as professional as the McCollum County Sheriff's Department in Michigan. Not Minnesota. No. Fuck Minnesota. Fuck Minnesota. Do you think there's Macomb County, Minnesota? Probably. Probably. Anyway, uh, professionalism is not found here. Ever. Uh, Goodbye. Uh, Adam, I'm stealing your bit. Fuck you. Telling them. There's not. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>